This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer We're gonna check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast It is a new year, it is a new day It is It is the Salt Lake City finale day The morning after, really can you even fucking believe it? <laughs> you guys, I'm so happy. This finale. Oh, oh, they really did it. They really did the damn thing. I, I obviously we're talking about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City season four finale. If you haven't seen it yet, it, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? What are you doing with your time, with your choices? This finale, it is almost it is almost hard to believe the level to which it lived up to the hype, in my estimation, and seemingly in the estimation of, of many people watching. Because this season was such a, a gamble from the start, really, because... Going back less than a year, this season of Salt Lake City barely even seemed like it was going to happen or like it was going to happen, you know, quickly. And then, you know, it was starting and it was pretty good. And then it got even better. And then it got weirder and deeper and darker. And then this finale, they left us right before the holidays with this teaser that it was going to be, you know, one of the most shocking dramatic episodes ever this this heather phone call that was teased for months and by god it delivered there's nothing like it there's nothing like the feeling of watching a housewives episode that has been prophesied as one of the greatest and when it ends you're like yeah it was and the fact that we got this episode, I, I I truly cannot stop thinking about the fact that this episode, <laughs> January 2nd, the first, the first new Bravo episode of the calendar year, <laughs> and it's this. Where do we go from here? What, what, what do we do now? It's like the... Um, <laughs> The Miss Juicy meme where it's like, well, what the hell are we going to do now? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't want to be, um you know, <laughs> all doomsday right off the bat. But I, I am I'm a little concerned about where we're going now. But no, 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 no. We, it's January 3rd. I cannot be in this place about the year ahead. We have a long year ahead. We have lots of shows to look forward to, lots of um, lots of world events I'm sure we're going to want to distract ourselves from and uh, trust and believe we will be doing that by talking about Bravo. Lots of great guests coming up, lots of amazing things on the schedule. But today, I mean, these Salt Lake City women, 
I would have to go back, but I don't think there have been very many seasons that end on the cast trip. Like Monica walks away from that table. Heather tells her to pack her knives and go. And that's it. Everybody gets their little, uh, their little, you know, post title card where they're, you know, they're working on their marriage. They're working on their business, but there's no coming home from the trip. We're going straight to the reunion next week. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. There's no, there's no like recap with the husbands of what happened on the trip. It's kind of wild. This Bermuda trip, I, it's interesting to think about Salt Lake City as a as a whole over four seasons. This trip being the first time that they got to leave the country. The first it feels like the first real like top tier housewives trip that they've gotten to have. Of course they've had, you know, drama in Zion, like they the trip to Vail when Jen got arrested last year in San Diego with Heather and the Black Guy which we will get to. Obviously, think it's not like nothing happened on those trips. They had their moments. But when you think of housewives trips in the Pantheon, you're not thinking of like a girl's trip to somewhere else in Utah. You're thinking of Scary Island. You're thinking of, you know, Atlanta going around the world. You know, they've been to Japan. They've been to Spain. You're thinking of... OC going to Mexico a million times. You're thinking of Ireland. You're thinking of Iceland. You're thinking of all of these sort of huge trips. Beverly, I mean, Beverly Hills, the places they've been. Salt Lake City didn't have a trip like this until right now. And oh my God, Bermuda is, it's really up there. Because What's so wild is that even the first half of this episode, so it starts, we get our, you know, lightning and thunder, angry gods montage of like, you know, what's going to happen. And then it goes back to eight hours earlier and eight hours earlier, you would never know what is about to go down. You're getting Heather and Whitney having a little, you know, makeup moment after the, the book blow up from the night before, which I mean, the more, (laughs) the more that they talk in circles about this, it's like Whitney Rose, my sweet dear, what are you talking about? Heather reads the the portion of the book. I read the portion of the book. If you if you haven't listened to that episode from two weeks ago, I read the whole portion of the book. And, and it's like, there, there's just nothing there. And Whitney's like, well, but I hadn't read it. And Heather's like, I read it to you. And she's like, right, but I hadn't read it. And Heather's like, no, you read it. I I read it to you. She's like, right, but like, I, I hadn't read it. What do you want from her? I mean, Heather, at the end of the day, is sort of the bigger person in this moment. And it's just like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. But it's like, it's like, sorry for what? Whitney, <laughs> I think this is one of those situations where it's like, Whitney probably should have just said no to that story being in the book in the first place. But she didn't want to or didn't feel like she could. So she didn't. And then now that it's out there, she feels some type of way about it. But it's like. There wasn't anything that bad about it. Like she it's I think it feels like a self-conscious thing or like a I don't know. I I'm I'm glad that they moved past that because it just was it, it was 
not worth having such a blow up about. But I I did love the disagreement over whether Heather had used the word butthole. She's like, she's like, you said from belly button to butthole. And Heather's like, I I did not use the word butthole. Wow, January 2nd, and we're already having discourse about housewives using the word butthole. We're so back. We're so back. It's 2024. It's a new year. I'm having a great time. Then they go riding on these scooters around Bermuda. I oh God, that, if you put the housewives in an, in an unusual type of motor vehicle, it's always going to be something good. And this is when we get the revelation. I don't know if, if this has been discussed before, but... Meredith Marks doesn't drive. (laughs) Heather says she hasn't been behind a wheel since 1987. And when Meredith gets asked in the confessional about the last time she drove a car, she says she has no idea. This is the kind of housewives detail that I just think makes the whole tapestry of what's happening on the show a little bit richer. When you know that, when you know these sort of, quirks of the cast and you and you've known them for a long time and you've sort of gotten the full picture of who they are it's like meredith marks being the kind of woman who never drives a car it just tells you so much with so little because it's not like she's the president of the united states like (laughs) she could drive she's a a wealthy lady who lives in utah sometimes Allegedly. Like, she could just buy a Range Rover and drive herself around. But the fact that she doesn't, and it's not like, oh, I usually just let Seth drive. It's like, no, I literally don't drive. It's such a perfect, perfect detail. I <laughs> I really, I can't, I mean, of all the things that happened in this episode, I kind of can't stop thinking about the fact that Meredith doesn't drive. But they go on the scooter ride. They go shopping. It's cute. And notably, uh, Monica buys something for Heather because she doesn't have her credit card. That's, you know, put a pin in that for later. The weather is getting warmer, so it's time to ditch those jackets and sweaters for shorts and tees. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found Quince. Now I've got high quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Now that it's getting warmer, I just stocked up on the Quince Cotton Modal t-shirts. I love a black t-shirt that's the right balance of looking really nice, but feeling really comfortable. It's 50% cotton, 50% modal. It's lightweight. It's breathable. It has a little stretch to it, but it looks so put together. I also just stocked up on more of my favorite Quince socks because let's be honest, I am at the point in my life where I don't need to have any socks in my closet that have holes in them. I'm getting the Quince ones that are going to last me a long time. They're just the perfect staple to have in your wardrobe. Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% 
30% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which I just love. Upgrade your wardrobe today. Go to quince.com mention for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot mention to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com mention. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. One hour later, they're back at the house and this is when things really pick up because Heather gets the phone call. And of course, we've pretty much seen this whole, you know, first bit in the trailer and in the the preview for the episode, you know, she's behind the closed door. It's what did you find out? I can't believe it's her. They go in, she throws them out. Like that all pretty much is what we've already seen. And the thing is, What I was really worried about going into this episode is because of the legal stuff that has already begun to play out publicly between Heather and Monica, I was bracing myself for the possibility that if that phone call was just her finding out that Monica used a different last name and didn't pay her beauty lab bill, it's like, is that drama worthy of a housewife storyline? Yes, of course. But is that drama worthy of the hype that was built up around this episode? I would I would say not really, especially because we had already found out about it via these legal filings. So even when we saw the phone call on this episode, I'm still thinking, okay, like don't don't get too excited, you know, we'll see what's going to happen. Like, okay, Heather's going to be mad that she didn't get her money, um and perhaps that's going to be it. Thank God I was wrong. Because we get to dinner four hours later. I love one of my favorite things in an episode of Housewives is when the editing is like we're watching 24. It's like, okay, we started at 8 p.m. Now go back. It's noon. Now it's one. Now it's six. Now it's five. Like (laughs) the time jumps in this episode, it is... You're on the edge of your seat. You feel like you know where everyone is at all times. 
Like that's the, that is such a mark, especially when they're on a trip and everybody's in the house together. When you kind of are like mentally keeping tabs of what's happening with everyone in the group because everyone feels like a vital part of what's going on. And this is when we get to this final dinner, the Bermuda Triangle Dinner. First of all, whether it was Heather or some, you know, lovely field producer who came up with the idea for this Bermuda Triangle Dinner, bless you, bless you, bless you. The three, <laughs> the three, like, little rectangle tables arranged in, in a triangle with two of them sitting at each table. It's such an awkward table arrangement, but it is... So inspired. And I love that the editors put like the little like superimposed digital triangle over the aerial shot just in case you missed the the visual of the triangle. Heather is firing on all cylinders in this episode. And obviously, you know, we'll get to the more dramatic stuff. But just the fact that she brought those stupid little dolls from the Pioneer Luncheon all the way to Bermuda she kept them in her little carry-on until the last night. She puts them in the bowls. Like, the Pioneer Luncheon coming full circle to this final dinner in Bermuda is genius. It's brilliant. It's perfect. And, of course, we get one last game. You know, Heather Heather of the Who Are You Throwing Off the Wagon game is now bringing a new game to the Bermuda Triangle Dinner. And it's... Everyone can ask an unsolved mystery about one person by picking up the doll that's in their bowl. <laughs> it, the structure of the game, like the dolls are so unnecessary to the game. And that's what I love. That's what I think makes it sort of camp is that it's like, we don't need the doll. You could just say like, hey, Lisa, I have a question. <laughs> you don't have to be like holding this weird, weird little doll. But I do like that we get a couple rounds of the game before we get into all the Monica stuff because Whitney brings up Lisa saying that she was being dramatic the night before about the book thing. And she asks why it's okay for Lisa to be dramatic, but not other people. And Lisa, to her credit, is basically like, I never said that. Like, we're all dramatic. You can call me dramatic. Who cares? I'm dramatic. They say dramatic 45 times. It's a little, it's kind of neither here nor there at the end of the day. But like, yeah, you're all dramatic. You're on Real Housewives. That's sort of what we're here for. And then Meredith asks Heather why she didn't get more support from her on this trip about the whole DM situation. And this is about to be burst wide open. So the fact that Meredith even really asks is a little bit silly. But this, it just gives us one last moment this season of Meredith Mark's vocal work that I really just, we, we need to stop and appreciate because when Meredith is like, I didn't feel like you had my back at all. All? At all. At all. Ooh. <laughs> I'm trying to get my I'm trying to get my mouth around it. What is that? What is that? I love it. It's perfect. It's so Meredith Marks. The way. <laughs> The way that she just locks in when she's at these group dinners, you know that there are going to be some some strange, strange vowel sounds coming out of her mouth. And, and you know, starting the season with Palm Springs and the rumors and the nastiness and ending up with at all, 
It couldn't be more perfect. It could not be more perfect. Meredith, this episode between the not driving, the pronunciation, and you know the the revelation about what happened in her store. It's it's a good episode for Meredith. I mean, it's really a good episode for everyone because it is simply just a great episode. But this is where you know Heather says that Monica was very clear and convincing, and that Meredith didn't seem that upset about it. And Meredith is like, well, you know, it was lies and I just can't let myself get upset about lies anymore. And I'm like, honestly, (laughs) go off queen. She's, she's disengaging. She's disengaging. (sighs) But Heather asks why they believed Monica about the DMs. And this is where you can tell that Heather really has something up her sleeve. She's like, why did we believe you, Monica? Why did we believe you? And Monica's like, well, I had the proof and I had the receipts and I had the whatever. And Heather's like, but not because it was true. And Monica's like, well, yeah, I said I had the proof. And this is when Heather's like, talk about being dramatic. Heather is relishing this as she should. Because Heather says she has a few questions about Monica. And notably, she's like, I don't have Monica's doll in my bowl, but I want to ask about Monica. It's like, see, the dolls were never necessary. But I'm glad we had them nonetheless because we need a little fun. Says, who is the real Monica? The real Monica is someone who doesn't want to be our friend, but wants to profit from our lives and our pain. The real Monica is flashback. Oh, oh, oh my God. It's so good. In that moment, I ascended. It's so dramatic. It's so good. And the thing is, until this moment, the other women at the table gave no indication that they knew what was happening here. And that, that, I don't know how they did that. I don't know if they agreed to do that. But that made this reveal of this last minute link up on the beach just just total galaxy brain, mind exploding. Because Heather, shortly before this Bermuda Triangle dinner, texted the other OGs, the core four, to meet up on the beach. And they all walk down. It's windy. It's cloudy. The the wind in this episode, you know, Monica's wrapped up in a blanket like she's baby Yoda. Everybody's hair looks like it's about to, their, their clip-in extensions better be clipped the fuck in because they're about to fly away. And they're like, what? Yeah, why did you bring us to the beach? And Heather delivers this monologue about this woman that's been their friend and it's gotten to know them and X, Y, Z. And this woman, Monica, you know her as Reality Von Tease. <laughs> Reality Von Tease. It's so strange. Stupid, but it's so good. Because the the thing that works so perfectly is that these women, like Lisa Barlow says, they're all dramatic. And they, their reactions in this moment, the second she says reality von tease, no, what? What? The pure shock and horror on their faces, you can't write that. Uh, give them Oscars. Give them Emmys. Give them whatever the fuck they want. Because all four of them, their reaction to this is so incredible. 
And Heather then goes into the story. She's she's unspooling the timeline here that this account, Reality Von Tees, started out being just about Jen and about, you know, stuff that Jen was doing and exposing Jen, but then it ended up being about all of them. And they were all getting this stuff posted about their their families and their businesses and their lives, and that it was like a plague to all of them. And that they didn't know who was behind it. And this is when Heather reveals that it was her, her hairstylist and Monica's former best friend, Tanisha, who was involved with this account. And that she asked her about it. And that earlier, Tanisha came clean and said that Monica was involved with the account and had all these receipts and all these all this proof and all these facts, exactly what Monica likes, facts and proof and receipts, timeline, everything. So she found out from Tanisha and then the beauty lab piece and the beauty lab piece. I love the way that she found out about this. She says she was going to get Monica a beauty lab gift card, a gift. She was giving her a gift. And there were three Monica's in the system with the same birthday. <laughs> that is bold, even by Monica's standards. To ha- It's one thing to use a different name, to not be Monica Garcia everywhere you go. Who cares? What's in a name? A rose by any other name would still need lip fillers. But To use three different names at the same establishment when there's like other details and stuff that are going to be on your profile and you're also not going to pay your bill, that's bold. It's pretty bold. (laughs) So this was the, you know, the final straw, the information that Heather got in that phone call. And, you know, here we are. Here we are. Monica is reality Von Tees. And Heather, putting all these pieces together, saying that she was tipped off when, when Meredith had said that she was DM'd stuff that Monica had already said about other women in the cast, the volumes of evidence exposing Monica. And she's like, you know what? I still need, to, I needed to make sure this was ironclad. Ironclad. That is one of my favorite descriptors because usually the way that I see ironclad used is to describe like a famous person's prenup when it's like oh yeah they're getting divorced but they have an ironclad prenup so she's getting nothing that's how sure Heather wanted to be Splash Refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. 
consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So we go back to dinner. We zoom back to dinner. And oh my God, I have your perfect formula. Receipts, proof, timeline, screenshots. I've never seen Heather heated like this. Never. I've seen her angry. I've seen her loud. But the way she is dialed in, activated, and she's asked the other women to have her back. And Monica just goes, no, that's not true. Entirely. (laughs) When she said entirely, a shiver down my spine, a chill. And this is what, you know, Lisa's like, what's entirely? What does that mean? What does that mean? And Heather says, you got caught on security footage in Meredith's store when the clutch was stolen. And we have the footage. It's Monica with this, you know, more of a a dirty blonde kind of look. She's wearing a a face mask. So you can't see her her mouth and nose. But it's clearly Monica in the store with, with a couple other people. And Monica's like, I didn't steal the clutch. I had never been in the store before. And Meredith is like, you lied about being in my store. And of course, they roll footage of earlier this season when Monica's at the store and she's like, I've never been here before. All the pieces, the cast and the editors, the way that they're working in in like perfect harmony at the end of this episode is really brilliant because there are so many pieces of the puzzle over the last couple of years that come back. And even so far as when Monica tries to sort of implicate Angie Kay in this reality Von Tease thing. And Angie Kay's quote unquote involvement is essentially just that she would like respond to things on their story, which it's like, okay, is that like great that you were responding to things that they were posting about these women who like allegedly are your friends? It's not great, but also like don't act like this is like a, a smoking gun. But <laughs> Angie Kay clearly cooperated and gave them the screenshots. Because we get these screenshots from Angie's DMs and it's like her being like, hell yes, Angie H is so thirsty and desperate. And I love the fact that Angie Harrington has been like fully excised from the Salt Lake City cinematic universe, except for catching this one stray in in Angie K's DMs. It's it's so good. I will say though, I... I was curious. This made me curious. I looked back in the DMs, the the Bravo by Betches DMs. I was like, oh, like, have I ever interacted with this account? Like Reality Vontees? I don't remember. I haven't, but they did tag me in like 20 different stories. <laughs> so I can't see any of them anymore. They are long gone going back to like 2021. But oh, God, it's a lot. That account, by the way, hasn't posted or at least there aren't any posts currently up since last year, I believe. And it's a lot of stuff about Jen. I mean, it's the kind of thing where I love 
Bravo stuff on social media. Obviously, that's what I do. It's it's fun to engage. But like those accounts that are mostly just dedicated to posting, you know, theoretically incriminating messages and stuff that people post, like it's kind of boring. Like I don't, it's just like not how I like to engage with Bravo content. So a page like that, it doesn't really stick out to me. But then when you go back and see some of the stuff, it's like, oh my God, they were really, uh, they were really going for it here. But there's, oh my God, this, this episode, there's just so much happening. When Monica has basically admitted that she was involved, but she, she seems stuck on this idea that it's like, I didn't start the account. I didn't start the account. It was Tanisha who started the account. And she says, Vontese was never just one person. Bottom line, this is in the confessional. Bottom line, our mission was to take down Jen. The other women were just collateral damage. And this is the, this is the type of moment where some of this stuff I could see. There's a little bit of both sidesiness. Shit happens on Housewives. You never know who's going to forgive her or come back for a storyline or X, Y, Z. But to say on camera that these women you viewed as collateral damage in this social media campaign and that you were posting things about their business and their lives and their families, I don't see how you could come back from that. Because you have admitted to being somebody who's not trustworthy and not only not trustworthy in the sense of like, oh, she doesn't keep her promises, but not trustworthy in the sense that you have literally tried to take down people that you proclaimed to be a friend of. Monica came on the show this season saying that she had been friends with Jen and even referencing, I think in the first episode that like, Jen had told her negative things about all these women, so she kind of had her guard up. So why on earth, knowing what they know now, would anyone else on this cast be willing to even entertain the idea of moving forward with Monica? This is when Heather, Heather with the big reveal that she says, you know, for Jen, she, she lied and she took shit and she got yelled at and that she... Jen gave her a black eye and she didn't tell anyone. I was not expecting this. I wasn't prepared for this. I just kind of assumed that we were never hearing about the black eye. But here it is. I mean, (laughs) she said it happened. And I'll just read what Jen posted because Jen Shaw from, from the federal prison camp in Texas posted an Instagram story or I think Marillo is running her account now, one of her assistants or designers or someone at the real gen shop quote, Bravo. If I punched Heather in her eye, you guys would have footage to prove it. It's clear the show can't live without me since I was brought up at the beginning, middle and end of season four. Andy is still butthurt that I turned down his one-on-one interview. Why would you sit down with someone who gave another cast member a black eye? Next story. Like, first of all, it's not Bravo's job to, like, collect evidence to exonerate you from giving Heather a black eye. Like, maybe they have footage. Maybe they don't. They've said that they don't. So I'll believe that they don't. But also, Jen proclaiming that the show needs her because she was referenced throughout this season. That's not a sign that they need you so much as that they're living 
in the aftermath of you. And it would be strange not to acknowledge like if you were in a group of six friends and one of them went to federal prison for years, it would be strange not to be like, damn, that was kind of a crazy thing that happened in our friend group. Let's talk about how to move forward from that. That's not like being obsessed with the person who went away. That's like processing human emotions and trauma and feelings in a <laughs> in a way that is human. And they're not sitting around crying because they miss Jen. They're not like, God, we have nothing to talk about without Jen here. They're like, yeah, it was pretty crazy when our <laughs> when we were on a bus and the feds showed up. <laughs> I think I I think that should be allowed. <sighs> Heather asks her to leave. She says, pack your bags and go. Pack your bags and go. I ate shit for her every day. It's like, well, nobody, you didn't have to do that. I, <laughs> there, there is still that, like, in the back of your head, it's like, yeah, you, you probably shouldn't have, Heather. We all told you to stop doing that. We, we all saw that that wasn't going to end well. But, you know, she's not going to do it again. And I think this is, I mean, it, it's the logical conclusion. If you find this out about somebody who you don't have, you don't even have that close of a friendship with, you're going to tell her to fuck off. And that's what they do. Monica walks away. She says she knew this information would come out eventually. Even Gossip Girl couldn't stay Gossip Girl forever. Wow. Put that on a pillow. It really is wild. What a wild end to the season. They haven't all been together since the finale, and now they're sitting down for the reunion. I mean, I guess this episode sort of justifies the fact that they didn't have a cast panel at BravoCon because it would have been this. And they couldn't give away the end of the season. It's a we it's a it's really just a timing problem, but damn. Damn. What an episode. A few, a few social media tidbits that have happened in the last 12 hours or so. Uh, obviously, I mentioned that Jen Shah posted that, that story. Um, so that's something that's happening. Also, we have heard from Tanisha, Heather's hairstylist, Monica's former friend, who was also involved with Reality Von Tees. Uh, she's been posting Instagram stories basically saying that Monica... It's Monica and Koa, this other guy who also worked with Jen Shah. The three of them were in this group text together. They were running this account together. And, you know, Monica's side of the story is basically that Tanisha started the account and she was just involved with the stuff about Jen. Tanisha paints a little bit of a different picture. She says that Koa and Monica were really hurt by Jen. And so she was kind of just trying to support her friends. And um, I guess... <laughs> Help them push through the pain by uh, conducting a smear campaign on social media. Uh, look, I, I I don't know if I can condone the the thought process there, but she basically says that she was along for the ride and that she never even had personal beef with any of these women. One specific thing about this that is super weird is this idea that Monica was really into finding out these women's addresses and doing drive-bys of their houses and taking pictures of their houses and sitting outside their houses. There's a video that Tanisha posted of Monica in in quote-unquote disguise. She has like a scarf over her head going to drive by Jen's house. There's another screenshot that 
uh, Tanisha posted of a text from Monica that is a photo of Jen's house with an arrow pointing to a woman in the window that is labeled as Jen. Like, that is psycho behavior. <laughs> like, it's a, a, a woman in a second story window of a house and you're taking a photo from the street and labeling that that is Jen. Like, <laughs> as, much as, as much as I don't think Jen Shah needs us to stick up for her, like, nobody should be... Nobody should be having like random women patrolling their house like that. Oh, wow. Yeah, so Tanisha posted a bunch. Uh, we also heard in a twist that I just love uh, from Dita Vontis, the the namesake for Reality Vontis, and also the profile picture of Reality Vontis. And this is where Dita, Dita took issue because obviously people were sending this to her, tagging her and stuff. Um, and she posted a screenshot on her Instagram story of the account and said, please report this page for using my photo for their profile. Apparently it's being used right now on Bravo TV as well. She also posted a tweet from somebody that was like, basically like, I wonder if Dita Vontis watches Salt Lake City. And she was like, no, I don't. Please report this. Ooh, they're getting assist and decease, that's for sure. One last little item. After the episode last night, Monica was on Instagram Live answering questions, responding to people, just sort of gloating. She's in this um, mood of, I think she feels like she won something. I don't really know if that is warranted. But she was on Instagram Live watching the episode with Dana. And and. Some of you listening probably don't even remember who Dana was, but she was one of the three friends of last season, along with Angie K and Angie H. She went on the trip to San Diego, uh, so she was there when Heather got the black eye, but didn't see anything. They were being asked about this, and she was like, I didn't see it happen, but there was a lot of physical stuff that night. It's like, okay, thank you, Dana. Thanks for nothing. It was really funny, though, to watch in the comments of this Instagram live. People were like, oh, my God, Dana. Yes, queen, Dana. And it's like, did anybody care about Dana like this when she was literally on the show? I think it's one of those things where it's sort of like everybody was just hyped up last night. And so it's fun to see, like, it's like seeing two, you know, of the Disneyland characters, like, hanging out together. And it's like, oh, my God, it's like Donald and Mickey. <laughs> It's Dana and Monica, but that would be, it feels like one of those things where for Monica to stay on the show would be really hard to justify in like a real world friend group explanation. So it there is kind of this vibe that I got that I picked up on seeing Dana and Monica together last night that that would be sort of the only way I could see them making a case for keeping Monica around is if they sort of brought other people to her side. Because I don't, I just can't imagine. And of course, I mean, we've seen crazy stuff happen with friendships and betrayals and new relationships. I mean, remember when Danielle Staub popped back up on New Jersey as Teresa's friend? Like, dear God. But I just, it's so hard to imagine how Monica would really remain in this group. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm very excited to see the reunion, this finale. Just, just what an episode. 11 out of 10, truly. I'm sure we'll talk about it more. 
damn, it's it's January 3rd, and I kind of feel like we just saw the best Housewives episode of the year. So uh, we'll see where we go from here. In the meantime, though, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. I hope everybody had a great happy holidays, happy new year. Uh, Can't wait for everything that's coming up this year. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a Wildberry Splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.